Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Boom, bap! We're back! It's another edition. All right, see you in Joe. NFL Draft Show 2019 Combine Preview. It's the defense today. It's February 26, 2019. One day. One day until the 2019 NFL Scouting Combine. If you don't know, if you can't tell, I'm all pumped up, baby, because we're going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. We're going to break it down. Then we're going to hop on a plane. We're going to fly about it. And then we'll be there all week long, baby. You can follow us at NFL Draft Bible on the Twitterverse, on the Facebook. We're going to have behind-the-scenes live stream coverage we're going to be everywhere. I mean, we're going to be at the NFL Combine. We're going to be at the Beyond Sports Network Combine for the Combine. Sums. We're going to be at the Sports Management Worldwide events, speaking on the, on, on the panel there with Russell Landy and, uh, and, and, uh, and our friend Steve Fairchild. We're going to be uh, at the Shore Sports Lending events. We're going to be at our good buddy Neil Stratton's event at Inside the League. We're going to be at the Test Football Academy. So we're going to be all over the city, all over the city in the nitty-gritty and you know whose city that is? First of all, it's the RIC and the place to be. Rick Saratella here, town it like it is. When it comes to the NFL draft since 2002, it's what we do. And we are traveling to my main man, my co-host, Joey Everett, never leaving a stone unturned. My man is cranking through. I mean, we're we're crossing the T's and dotting the I's here on the 2019 NFL Draft Bible, which, by the way, is now available up on the NFLDraftScout.com. If you go there now, you can pre-order. You have until March 1st. Save 20%. It'll be the best 8 bucks you ever spent if you want to get educated on the 2019 NFL Draft Show. Now, we, we previewed the offense a couple days ago. We're going to preview the defense today. Um, we welcome in my co-host, Joe, who I'll be – connecting with in just a few hours joe welcome to the show did you get any sleep my man oh you know it's hard to sleep but the world the football world is converging on indy uh in 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 less than a day (laughs) so it's uh yeah i'm in a frenzy over here downtown and yeah just i'm chomping at the bit uh, getting ready to talk to those coaches the gms tomorrow it's uh it's hard to believe it's all starting tomorrow it's going to get crazy. It's going to be on, so make sure you follow us, check us out. And if you're listening here on iTunes or or Blog Talk Radio or uh, wherever the heck you're listening to us these days, just please uh, subscribe it, like it, share it. We appreciate it. The Rodney Dangerfield the podcast over here, but uh, we're going to dive into it. And, Joe, you know, without giving your answer away, because we talked about a prediction for the fastest 40 on last episode and i'm not sure we ever gave the people an official on the record selection and we'll save that for the end of the show this time i promise but just for the record don't spill the beans if you think a defensive player is going to run faster save that for the end of the show but in terms of just offensive player i knew we ran through each position and gave our candidates who would be the fastest at each position 
But just in terms of offensive players, who's going to be the one running that fastest 40, do you think? Oh, man, i got to get that trifecta box. <laughs> no, no, I, it, it, it's tough for me. i got to pick between Paris Campbell and Miko Hardman in my mind. And uh, right now, I'll just go with the chalk and take Paris Campbell. Um, I right. think this is where he's really going to cash in his chips um, because really as a player, uh, he's, he's kind of like, I don't know, a lesser version of Percy Harvin right now. Uh, you don't know exactly what you're getting. He's not the complete package, but you just know athletically he is a marvel. So I think uh, he's going to really be as advertised. And, you know, we'll talk about players that uh, change the narrative in Indy. Well, he's definitely one of them. So, I, he edges out Miko Hardman by a nose. Well, that wide receiver crew is going to be something to watch because I'm going to go with Andy Isabella. So that makes it three. There's your trifecta box right there. And uh, there'll be three receivers that we'll be keeping an eye on. And Dar- Darrell Henderson over there at running back, I guess you can throw his name into the mix as well. Now, we'll give you the prediction at the end of the show who we think will run the fastest 40. There's some strong candidates here, Joe, on the defensive side of the ball. Before we break down the positions, who are some guys here that you're kind of intrigued by or, in your opinion, need a big week to kind of either, you know, prove some doubters wrong, take advantage of the situation, or just kind of need need to generate a little bit of a buzz for themselves here in Indianapolis? Well, I think uh, without going by one that I think has to, uh, I don't know that he's going to, but O'Shane's a menace, a guy I really love. You know, just pop in that Virginia Tech game. You're going to like his game and his style of play, but just not such a strong senior bowl. And it's a guy I think really needs to kind of, not so much as rebound, but uh, be that player we saw in the footage. Uh, I, I'd like to see him running the four sevens. I don't know that he's going to, but if he does something like that, then uh, we, we make a bit of a 90-degree turn there on, on what's going on with him. And then I think just sticking to edge rushers, you know, we could do a whole show about edge rushers, but I think Sweat, Mississippi State, similar case. He, he looked better, uh, I think, during the week in some instances, but still that's a guy – uh, he needs to check off some boxes here, um, and he is uh, vying to be one of the top pass rushers. Well, uh, now it's time, I think, to step up. Uh, that's definitely – and then, I don't know, um, some, I hear so much hype about the Devin Bush kid, uh, Michigan, and I like I like watching him play. He's definitely – you can see it's football player. He's got a nose for it. But athletically where he's at, I'm kind of worried that he, he he's, he's going to run slow. I hope he doesn't. Prove me wrong, Devin, okay. if you're out there listening. Yeah. But um, I, I'm I'm kind of – he's a guy that strikes me, you know, it, there's a lot of hype surrounding him. He needs to go out there and back it up because I'm a little worried about straight line speed where he's at exactly. Right. I mean, you know, we're going to find out soon enough. But he's definitely got uh, – he needs to back that hype up. And, you know, he's most likely going to come in under six feet tall too. So – uh, Devin Bush, definitely a guy we're going to keep an eye on and, you know, a fiery guy, a passionate guy, an emotional guy. We saw that this past season. Uh, you mentioned one small school player, um, that didn't stand out the, the old dominion kid at the senior bowl. I felt the same way about John Kaminsky over at, uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, you know, just, just kind of there, you know, kind of blended in with, 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 uh, the wall. 
I would say wallpaper, but there was no wallpaper <laughs> outside. But, you know, he was just kind of there blending in with the grass. Um, but this is a guy, I think the combine is where he can kind of generate a little bit of a buzz because, you know, he's the one that told us he ran 4.62 with the wind, 4.64 against the wind, which put him on the NFL radar on that spring uh, pro day, junior day. Um, and then, you know, listen, keeping it on the edge, uh, Rashawn Gary, I think, is going to have a historic combine, Joe. I think it's going to be one for the ages. I think I've been saying this for like two years, and it's finally coming now, so we're going to get to see if my prediction holds true. But I, I've, I've tried to say it like every other show for the last two years just so people can remember. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Rashawn yeah, Gary is going to run, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, run faster than half the running backs in Indianapolis. How about that for a prediction, okay? Um, but I thought somebody made a good point, you know, with Rashawn Gary launching his own agency. You know, five, ten years ago, Joe, this would have been like a big deal, kind of blown up and – you know, oh, is he focused on football type of thing? It's surprisingly kind of just flown straight under the radar. Any, any surprise? Are you surprised by that at all? No, I think a lot of people are just looking at it open minded, and you know, just what it takes to start your own business venture anymore. Uh, I mean, basically, you just got to have funding and uh, four fools to sign on. To, I mean, right. what, what what is he really doing with it exactly, and what how many clients he's got outside of himself? You know, that's the big question. I think it's more people are looking at it as entertaining uh, more than anything. But, yeah, as the player, I think you're right. Uh, You haven't been saying it for no reason. It's just uh, he's pretty much an athletic marvel. It's just finding out what position he is, where you're going to slot him. And that's that's the biggest mystery to me is, like, what teams are going to be talking to him about where exactly they want to play him. Um, That's that's, Mm -hmm. uh, just – the question he's got to answer outside of the career production. Well, I would love to see him get with the team like the Houston Texans. He utilized JJ Watt in a, in a, I think he could be like that, that kind of uh, hybrid edge rusher or, um, you know, even get with a guy like Wade Phillips. I mean, that can knows how to utilize someone's strengths like that. Um, you know, and Hey, listen, I want to be too upset. Uh, James Betcher, I don't know if that's the best fit defensively, but I, I, I think the Giants could use a guy at number six, like a Rashawn Gary, just, you know, reignite that defense and create, you know, I, I don't know how uh, Olivia Vernon made the Pro Bowl. No idea, but <laughs> need some help getting after the quarterback <laughs> for sure. Um, the one guy I will say, I was surprised, you know, this Jamel Garcia Williams, I, I, I got a chance to see him at the NFL PA Collegian Bowl out of UAB and just a, a long and, and athletic uh, defensive end. His college production, I want to say, he had about 20 sacks this past year. He's probably six foot seven, 250 lean uh, frame. He will now have to depend on that UAB pro day. So I was a little disappointed to see him not get the invite to Indianapolis. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you want to throw uh, linebackers into the mix here, Joe. I've just kind of been focusing on defensive ends. But any other thoughts on, on either of the two? Well, just uh, wrap up some DLs. Um, another snub out there, Ed Alexander, LSU. Uh, I thought should be there along with Jamel Garcia-Williams. Uh, 
Garcia Williams got NFL bloodlines too. I know uh, his brother played for the Broncos. So he was a linebacker, and then his dad played it to, to some extent. But um, yeah, outside of the other snubs that you know for other reasons that they, they took him off the radar. But um, uh, before uh, there's one, uh, Kalen Saunders. Yeah, cannot talk about defensive linemen without bringing up Darnell Illinois' finest. I think he's going to do it again. He showed up in Mobile, you know, we we knew about the bat flicks, the athleticism. Well, the practices were good. He flashed in the game. I think just kind of every phase of the draft process to me, he strikes me as a guy that's going to keep ringing that bell and will not be ignored. So uh, very excited to see what, K, uh, or sorry, Colin Sanders. How dare I say Kalen? Uh, and right. then Charles O'Minnehue. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening, <laughs> but uh, and then Charles O'Menahue, uh, I just uh, I think he's going to win the weigh-in, and we get the measurements. We're going to find out this guy's got like size 11 hands and 88 wingspan. It's just like he's. Uh, I ran into him post game, and it was a pillar. And that oh, nope, that's an actual dude, and that's Charles O'Menahue. Uh, I mean, he is just a real life giant. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just, just eager to see what his movement skills are. And then, uh, yeah, linebackers, I don't know where we're going with this. Like Devin White, it, it, it's, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he ran into four fives. Like that's what kind of crazy athlete he is. He really brings mm-hmm. linebacker speed to the table. And then, um, yeah, Hanks is the guy. It's another one. I mean, he really won me over at the senior bowl. He shows up the way in, rocked up like G.I. Joe, and then I think he's also going to test really well. If if he doesn't run in the four sixes, I'd be shocked. Um, I'll just say low four sevens. I'd be happy with that. And then that Pratt kid, uh, North Carolina State, he should blaze because he's a former safety. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned about Devin Bush. Like I said, I'm just a, a little worried about him, but he's one I'm willing to trust the tape kind of guy like uh, T.J. Edwards, Wisconsin. If he doesn't test well, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm pretty confident he could play. Tavon mm-hmm. Coney, I'm, I'm not as confident, but like if the, if the, all, all three of those guys don't run some hot time, I, I'm not too worried about it because I'm, I'm, I know what kind of football player uh, they're gonna be. No doubt about it. We're talking to uh, Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here, the Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show 2019 Combine Preview Defense Edition. And Joe just dropped some gems on you. I just want to recap a couple things, go back in time, rewind, and be kind. Uh, but, yeah, no, Colin, Colin, get it right, get it right, get it right. Colin Sanders, <laughs> I thought he was the most uh, charismatic guy at the Senior Bowl and uh, on defense, anyway, on offense, I would say Dalton Risner. The, those were the two biggest personalities that I ran into. And it's funny you mentioned Charles Omenahue because Risner mentioned Omenahue as the toughest guy, you know, that he faced throughout his career. And the share, you know, the, the love was mutual with Omenahue uh, praising Risner as well. Now, um, just going back with the defensive linemen, wrap things up there. We didn't mention Ed Oliver and Christian Wilkins, too. We talked about Rashawn Gary. Those two guys could be in line for a phenomenal – I mean, we talk about the wide receivers on the offensive side. I think when the defensive linemen run, I mean, you know, I don't know. I guess they're going to do it alphabetically. So, uh, Gary might go first. But then Oliver and Wilkins, man, those guys are going to be burners for their size as well. And, you know, all three of those guys, Joe, I mean – 
you know, along with my snub, Michael Dogby from, from Temple, um, another inside-outside guy, but uh, Oliver Wilkins and Gary, I mean, you could state a case. Either one of those guys could play tackle. They could play end. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a preference where these guys play, just out of curiosity? Well, Ed Oliver has a preference where he plays. If you check out his DB drills, on his uh, social media, I mean, he's just running the W drills, catching balls, running tight end drills. Um, yeah, I'm expecting Oliver to break some records, if, at least if they're registered at D, DL, because apparently I, I just don't know. Like some people talking about Mike linebacker at 265 or whatever he's going to weigh in and at, I, he'll probably tell you he's a 255 rover. But um, if I'm Major <laughs> Applewhite, don't don't make him take that coat off. Maybe you don't get fired after two seasons. <laughs> I swear. That's still, like, it's such the dumbest thing in the world. But I'm looking yeah. at Oliver just definitely backing up all this hype. Uh, it, it, we've seen so many videos of him, just rare movement skills. And he's going to he's gonna be the one, I think, as advertised, get your popcorn ready. Like, Oliver's going to deliver. And, and Wilkins, he definitely won't be a slouch. Uh, both those cats, though, strike like Oliver and Wilkins. Hard to put them at a, or just more difficult to forecast right where they fit. Where no like, true oh, position. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't really. They're they're not square peg, square hole. It's like they're very much like uh, S shape, uh, round hole. How do we wait? Wait. How do we do this? You know, I, I scratch my head a little bit with Oliver Joe because you know he was kind of like him and Bosa were like the consensus one and two for most of the season coming into the season. I felt throughout the duration of most, most of the season. And then I feel like, I know it's not the exact reason why, but I feel like after that whole jacket incident, his, his stock seemed to kind of like take a tumble. Now, you know, I, I see like well-respected draft analysts such as like, I think Daniel Jeremiah like has him at number nine. Um, I've seen guys like, you know, Ed Oliver's not even in the top ten. I mean, what happened? I think people get a little bit more flavor of exactly what he is. It's like uh, uh, the hype was being billed as Aaron Donald, and he's he's, he's not. Uh, he's he doesn't have that same kind of violence in his hands. Uh, the base strength is definitely different, but the the movement skills I think are even more tweaked out. Like he is so much more twitchy than Donald's. It's just like the execution right now. I don't think he's nearly what the football player and technician that a, a guy like that was. And, and being praised so loftily, I, I think after that sophomore season, it really, uh, I think the, the, the horse got out of the barn a little too soon on that. It was flat out truth. But I still, he, he can still play. We're talking about a, a top 15 top 10 guy and there ain't nothing wrong with that which you know at the end of the day what was donald 11 uh, in the teens maybe like uh i don't think there's anything wrong with oliver as a prospect it's just finding the right team in the system um i don't know if it's as a five tech i don't know if it's as an edge uh, i think that linebacker talk is just people having fun i'm having fun with it to be honest but um uh, I think that's just going to be the ultimate test is just uh, what, what a team forecasts them as. But the bottom line is I think we're looking at a special athlete and uh, uh, Oliver, uh, like you said, Wilkins, 
um, all these guys, like even Saunders brought up like these, these this event's like kind of tailor-made for him. And it's, I really hope he kind of backs it up because uh, I'm getting tired of watching these videos telling people, just kind of like you've been talking about Gary. It's like, let's, let's see the show finally. Cause uh, it's been yeah. two years in the making. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, back over to the linebackers now, just to recap, put a little ribbon on there. You mentioned Devin White, and, you know, there's some history there now. No doubt in my mind he's going to test extremely well, but we saw what a disaster the Reuben Foster trade was, and, you know, the 49ers did that kind of like reality behind-the-scenes type of video segment with Lynch and Shanahan, and they were jumping for joy in the draft room, telling everybody, telling Peter King they just got the biggest deal of the draft. Well, you wind up wait, you know, you wind up burning, you know, trading into the first round and burning a pick on a Reuben Foster with that fresh in NFL teams' minds. Any concern here with Devin White, who, you know, this guy has multiple arrests now. Granted, they were as a uh, – minor before he turned 18 or yeah before he turned 18 um but you know there's there's one charge of uh having sex with an underage woman there's another charge of uh fleeing the police and a and a some kind of pursuit i mean behind closed doors i mean this kid is going to get drilled if you're an nfl gm selecting in the first round how much of a concern is this stuff to you Oh, it's it's got to be. I mean, that's what we find out behind closed doors. Uh, oh, to be a fly on the wall in some of these interviews. Uh, I'd love to hear his answers. Uh, athletically, what's on the field, I don't think you have a doubt. And, and really, comparing the two players, I think Devin White greater than Foster, especially in, in coverage. I think he's going to test a little bit better. Of course, we didn't really get the – See Ruben at the combine, um, but I, I doubt <laughs> Devin about. White has any kind of. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna have a run in like that. And um, but you 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 you're dead on right here. Like it's not a clean prospect by any means. Um, but what 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 any of these guys is like Crystal right now? I think with linebacker, it's so rare to have a guy like this athletically, you're willing to roll the dice. And even coming in, I think before the uh, run-in with the medical, people knew about Foster, and it's like, man, do we roll the dice? I still haven't ruled Foster out, though. Like, hasn't the uh, girl rescinded her uh, claim? And, like, uh, there's still a chance. Yeah, I mean, she's she's always – yeah, I mean – she, she's changing her stories more than than a, than a female on the Ricky Lake show at this point. Um, you know, I, I think he got picked up by somebody. Uh, the Redskins, right? Picked up Reuben Foster. Um, oh, well, anyway, right, cool. Yeah, so, we didn't I mean, do it. Yeah. I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We're not. We didn't. We didn't talk to the <laughs> No, why would we do that? <laughs> But, uh, you know, I can't make this stuff up. Uh, Well, you know, the other guy I want to talk to you about is Josh Allen. Before we do, you know, a couple sleepers out there I want to throw out. You know, uh, LaShawn Joseph, too, from Florida, I think will test very well at linebacker. Uh, A couple snubs uh, on my end. You know, everybody talks about uh, Adderley from Delaware. There's a linebacker there, Troy Reeder, that we've been pumping up. He, he was a uh, Big Ten freshman All-American with Penn State and then, you know, transferred to Delaware to play with his brother, uh, believe it or not, and, you know, has had an 
a stellar career uh, for the Blue Hens. I don't know if he gets drafted, but I would have loved to see him in Indianapolis because I think he's just as good, if not better, than a lot of these guys. And then B.J. Blunt is a guy um, – I had a chance to see him on the all-star circuit. I don't know which game. Maybe it was the NFL PA. He weighed in 203. He was very disappointed. Uh, had a chance to see him again down at XPE with Tony Villani a couple weeks ago in Fort Lauderdale, and he bulked up to about 223. So he gained 20 pounds. I, th- I thought, you know, he could have had a, a, a golden opportunity um, to perform well at the combine. Now he'll have to rely upon that McNeese State pro day and and listen McNeese has a couple players but you know listen if they get a dozen scouts at that event that's a good turnout for them so uh disappointing for BJ Blunt on the small school side along with Troy Reader from Delaware but Joe we were here about one calendar year ago talking about Josh Allen how we didn't see him being in that first round mix and boy what a difference a year makes because now it looks like he's a top five consensus pick for a lot of folks. I, I guess. I mean, and, and, you know, when my mock drafts turned in, he'll, he'll probably be right there, but uh, I, I still see some holes in his game. Um, I don't know that he's the complete twitchy uh, pass rusher that's worthy of that pick. I mean, the top five uh, stand-up pass rusher, you better be Von Miller. Like, you need to be a Lawrence Taylor reincarnate. I don't see any of that, the, 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 the reminiscence of those players in Josh Allen's game. I mean, now granted, those are once in a generation, but uh, still uh, I'm not, you know, trying to get into the top five to get him by any means. And if I'm one of those teams, I'm still listening to offers from uh, quarterback needy squads or uh, teams that want to package up just to move. I, I'm not um, betting the farm on him by any means. All right. Tuned in to the Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show exclusively on the NFLDraftScout.com. Oh, by the way, that 2019 NFL Draft Bible, whew, it's close. It's going to be released on or around March 15th. Uh, Joe and myself and and a bunch of the uh, crack committee here at the NFL Draft Bible are turning that bad boy out. Take advantage of our pre-order sale. Save 20% right now. Go to NFLDraftScout.com. In the menu bar, you can uh, subscribe there. Uh, you got about five, no, two days. By the time this podcast airs, you got about two, day, two days to take advantage of that. Um, February is that short month. You should know that, Aquarius Nation. Um, all right. So Joe and, <laughs> Joe and myself have broken it down. It's getting crazy here at the lack of sleep, but we love it. It's all good. And shout out to Chris Shanafelt, Justin Gamble, Super Sam. I am Samantha will be out at the uh, combine. Adrian. I mean, the whole band is getting together. The whole NFL draft Bible familiar. We're taking over. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Uh, RIC at NFLDraftBible.com will be on location across the city of Indianapolis. And uh, we're going to transition now into the secondary, Joe, the defensive backs. We'll take them, we'll lump them, cornerbacks, and then we'll do safety separate. But these are where the candidates come in now all of a sudden to uh, stake the claim to the fastest man in Indy. 2019 edition, uh, you're going uh, Paris Campbell. I'm going Andy Isabella. 
we've got McCall Hardman and, and, and Darrell Henderson in the mix. Now it's time to talk about some speedsters. Let's start off with the uh, corners because, you know, this Greedy Williams, I think he's going to come in around six foot one and a half. And he's been timed reportedly uh, in that four, two range in, in the past. So uh, I think if he does that, if he runs a four, three, even, I think Greedy Williams is a top 10 lock in my opinion, Joe, but a lot of people believe Byron Murphy, uh, this kid out of Washington, the red shirt sophomore, not only will he also test well, but a lot of people believe he's the best cornerback in this draft. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, you know, if it ain't one a and one B, um, I've got him one, two, I've got greedy one, uh, just for the height, the size, the pro, the, the school, the teaching, they're just a DB factory. Uh, and I'd credit that. Sorry, Florida. Um, sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, Miami of old, but like it's LSU's game, and they're they're one of the best in the game. Uh, the, these guys, uh, they're all like a prototype. So yeah, I'm take, going with him. But I actually think Murphy will probably test better because really, if Greedy runs, I've got him as like a high four fours from what I've seen. Like that's just you know my estimate, and I'm sure the reports are lower than that. They're all glowing report, but like it. If he's four four anything, I still think that's phenomenal for a guy his size. Whereas Murphy, more compact, uh, a lot more shifty, uh, just got a little bit more tweak to his movement. Uh, I think yeah, he's four four is easy. Might even get below into the four threes. Uh, and then the other one I think is going to be fast is my Notre Dame kid, Julian Love. Um, don't judge him by that game against uh, – <laughs> we just got massacred in in the playoffs for college football. I think he was playing a little dinged up, but that guy's one of the best defensive players on the Irish uh, team, uh, All-American for a reason. Um, he'll show up. I think he's – oh, man. I, I think he's also just the combo. I, I, I hope he's in the 4 fours because if he is, he may ascend to uh, day one. But really, it's, there's, there's a lot of freaks, too. It's, uh, I don't uh, – it's it's been a couple of years since I can remember just all these guys being six one the the Vandy kid six two the Michigan State kid six two uh, Justin Lane uh, it's just a uh, long corners for days that's uh, I guess you, the sign you, you of the league keeps able, on changing. Joe, you used to be able to count on one hand how many six foot corners there were in a draft. Now it's like surprising if they're listed below six feet. I think we've gotten to that point. Yeah, they're all making that classic cutoff of the old Packers Seahawks uh, regime of like, no, they got to be five eleven or taller. And I'm looking right down my list now. I'm counting on one hand who's five uh, ten or shorter. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, anybody else from the cornerback position that you'll be keeping an eye on here before we transition to safeties? And any snubs uh, that you were disappointed uh, in and did not get the invite to Indy. Uh, Juwan Williams, the Vandy kid, I'm dying to know what he runs. Uh, Sheffield, Ohio State, that's uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a blazer. Um, Jamal Peters, Mississippi State, that's another just giant corner. I'm hearing he if he runs, he could be in the four fours. And then uh, uh, one of my faves, Blaze Brown, uh, just like his he's my something to prove guy i mean the plays there i think he's got good footage it's just it'd be nice if he actually timed out and then uh snubs as far as dbs i mean delvin randall's one of mine i think uh Khalil hodge was a snub for the linebackers i didn't get those there. another snub for linebackers josiah tuafa the uh, utsa i love sure. his game 
uh, Khalil Hodge. But yes, I kind of like the uh, the corner group. If I had to, he still wanted to be Moreland, who I liked from the Senior Bowl. I thought he was worthy of an invite. So he said he's probably going to come back with a vengeance on his pro day. But yeah, my of all the DBs. I really like that Temple kid, Delvin Randall. It's not that he's some yeah. super athlete. It's just I thought he deserved a chance. No, I agree. He's you know he's on my list here as well for being snubbed. And uh, I think the Rutgers safety, Saquon Hampton, did get the invite, which I, I think is deserving. But I think Randall might be the actual better prospect. And you mentioned Moreland. I you know I'm so pissed off about this one, man. I got I got I got to travel to uh, James Madison now just to go check out Jimmy Moreland over at the pro day. But you know we had fun with his family in the East West Shrine. I mean his entourage was huge down in Fort Lauderdale. I had fun uh, with his family a little bit. But you know what's funny, Joe is you know at the East West Shrine game I asked all these receivers, you know who, who's the who's the toughest wide uh, corner you went up against all week. Everybody said Jimmy Moreland, Jimmy Moreland, Jimmy Moreland. And then we get to Mobile. And I'm asking these receivers, I'm like, you know, who, who's one of the corners out here giving you problems? And, you know, four out of five guys are saying Jimmy Moreland. And then, you know, we get to the combine invitation selection process. Jeff Foster, if you're listening, I mean, what the heck is going on? What the heck is going on here? I mean, why isn't this man in Indy? I don't get it. No, he should be. I mean, what the hell? What does a guy have? I mean, he's got about three or four pick six interceptions. He damn near had double digit interceptions on the year. I mean, what what more does a man have to do? And they're they're damn good defense, man. I mean, it's, they didn't win that FCS for no reason. Well, listen, the other guy I throw out there, Nate Brooks from North Texas. You know, North Texas, they got a, a pair of corners on the NFL radar. Nate Brooks had a little bit of a buzz on him out at the NFL PA Collegian Bowl. I think he had seven or eight interceptions at the playmaker athletic corner. Um, Safety-wise, yeah, I, I see Chauncey Gardner-Johnson um, re-solidifying his draft stock. And I say re-solidifying because, you know, we, we put out a prospectus about two years ago, and I think we had Chauncey Gardner as a first-round grade, and then his, his stock slipped – I don't know. In the media, it did anyway. I don't know if it did on the NFL boards, but I think he's going to kind of, you know, if, if he's not top 32, I think he's in that top 35, top 40 range, uh, that Chauncey Gardner. And then one last guy, and I'll throw it over to you, final thoughts on the safety. Darnell Savage, Jr. I mean, listen, this guy, what an incredible athlete. I don't know if you like him at nickel or safety. I'll just take him on my team because, one, He's an incredible hard worker, too. He's an incredible, humble person. Three, he's a great, great guy, just a, a teammate, team first mentality. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm just going to tell you, he was training here in New Jersey at the Test Football Academy. I know they don't want me to put his times out there. You'll have to wait till Monday because he's the last position group that runs. But every time this man runs, uh, I've timed him four times handheld. Uh, and we and we also verified it on the laser. Uh, every time this guy ran a four yard dash, I did a double take and my stop stopwatch. So um, he's actually my candidate, Joe, to run the fastest forty on the defensive side. And we'll get we'll submit our final selections in just a second. But any final thoughts here on the safeties? 
Oh, yeah, you, you got one of my guys, Chauncey Gardner, Gardner Johnson, um, you know, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. He re-solidifies his stock um, because he is an athlete in straight line speed. I'm expecting a, a solid 40 time. Uh, then Jonathan Abram, as much as chirping he's doing, uh, he's got a little bit to prove, and so does Deontay Thompson from Alabama. I think those two high-rated safeties, you know, we're expecting a lot from him, so uh, kind of pressure's on there. Um, I think people are going to be surprised with Damani uh, Hooker from Iowa. And then the other safety would be Blair from Utah. Those two, they're probably going to shock some, some, some guys with the times they put up. And I uh, just one personally I'm rooting for. Uh, I, I know I'm just, the, the the drinking game on this podcast is how many times did Joe mention the Senior Bowl? Well, I'm fine with it, man. Uh, Nasir Adderley <laughs> from Delaware all week, man. Just great week, great attitude, and then totally backed it up in the game. Uh, they select him as a team captain for a reason. This guy is just he, – he's got all those sort of intangibles. You know he can play ball. Let's just hope he backs it up athletically because I think uh, we talk about checking off all the boxes – Adderley is so close here. I really just hope the times are respectable more so than anything, but I got a hunch they're, they're going to be a lot better than respectable. Yeah, the uh, FCS standout and uh, Amani Hooker on the radar of uh, Robert Kraft, from what I've been told. But I'm bumped. Uh, oh, oh! I can't resist it, man. But in all seriousness, <laughs> Hooker has a laundry list of injuries. Um, that's for sure. But um, you know, that's going to be a wrap for the positional preview, Rick. You're just not right, man. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> the Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show. We covered all here on our 2019 combine, combine preview. This was the defensive preview uh we also did an offensive show on our last podcast so check it out on nfldraftscout.com and it's time for prediction time everybody wants to know i know you do a bunch of radio shows as do i joe everybody wants to know who is gonna blaze out 40 everybody was uh up in arms over that john ross 422 so it's a two-part question one who will be the fastest man in indy this year and two does anybody have a legitimate chance to break that John Ross record and get their own island. I don't think anybody touching Johnny Ross. Um, we're going to have somebody that uh, there's a prop bet out there. Anybody going to break four two nine? I believe, and I think that's a possibility. Uh, I think Paris Campbell's four two something. I just don't know that he's four two two or you know so I just you know four one nine. Good lord! Like, but but the God's honest truth. Anybody sub four three is uh, inhuman. Like, that is just uh, scorching fast. So I think, you know, that's something, the general takeaway, I I know I said trust the tape on the last show, but for the defensive players, I tell you, three-cone, trust the vertical, those two, they'll tell you just a whole lot about a a defensive player and their ability, I think. Um, But as far as the fastest, uh, I don't think anyone's touching that uh, (laughs) – John Ross, that's just uh, insane. But if I had to pick somebody, it's I'm sticking Paris Campbell. It's not a defensive player. Uh, I think I'll, I'll predict finally four two six from uh, Mr. Campbell. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you know what? It's hard for me to disagree, but you know I got to at least be different. And I'm not going to put a number on it. I'm just going to say he's the fastest. And 
you know, I'm going to ride with, with what my eyes have been seeing and believing, and that's going to be Darnell Savage Jr. from Maryland. And, you know, I think after his combine performance, a lot of teams are going to seriously start considering him as a corner rather than a safety. Um, so you go Campbell, I go Savage. We'll come back here next week and break it all down and discuss it. Um, and you mentioned the prop bets, Joe. I haven't gotten a chance to dive in yet to those. Have you had a chance to look at those yet at all, just out of curiosity? Oh, just a few. I mean, they got some crazy ones on um, bet online to where it was just all uh, – will Haskins run a 4-7-1 over or under? But the, the over is like a minus 500. Um, mm. it, it's, there, there's some pretty ridiculous ones. There's one I liked is a guy, I pulled it up here, the offensive player who, who's the fastest 40 yard dash time. So if you believe in Rick and believe it's savage or a defensive player, you could get plus 120 on that. Uh, the minus okay. 160 for offensive players. So obviously the hey. books are favoring these receivers, but if you, you like the plus payout, you, and you don't even like to have well, to, to be honest. My fastest player on defense would be Sheffield from Ohio State. So there's a few candidates okay. on the defensive side that could get this. Yeah, I think um, I think yeah. I think there's more candidates on the offensive side, but I think the best candidates on the defensive yeah. side. So hey, uh, not too shabby there. Uh, anything else, Joe? Before we let you go. Oh, um, if you believe that, uh, let's see, Kyler Murray's up here. Uh, Rich Eisen has the 6.02 over or under. Uh, the over is plus 150. <laughs> um, I'm not like the one. Here's one I really like. Uh, Trace McSorley's 40-yard dash is at 4.65, and the over is plus 190. The under is minus 290. So huh. the books feel really good about Trace. Uh, being that fast, but I, honest to goodness, four six five is, is is cooking for anybody. Like right? Josh I mean, I Allen, say, Vegas might know something we don't. I didn't realize Trace exactly was right. Like athlete. I don't know because like Josh Allen ran a four seven something last year, didn't he? Yeah, four seven one, I think. And that was pretty freakish. But granted, that's his size. I just think yeah, four six five. I don't. I know Trace is quick, but I don't know straight line that he's that fast. Um, once again, I, I mean, mean that's like, the books that's must like have some information Troy, there. That's like saying he's faster than Troy Smith. I think Troy Smith had like four six five or something like that. So, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, and this show was interesting. Hopefully, it was loaded with draft nuggets. That's what we like to provide here. Uh, Nuggets, nuggets, nuggets all around for our fellow listeners. So hopefully you enjoyed that. And, again, we're going to be uh, on location all week long, uh, Indianapolis Convention Center. Check us out Thursday in room 125. Check us out Friday through Monday in room 101 at the Test Football Academy Suite. Check us out Friday at the Sports Management Worldwide panel. Check us out tomorrow. We'll be making an appearance at – the Beyond Sports Network Combine. I mean, what aren't we doing? Uh, if you want to know what we're up to, hopefully you're friends with me on Facebook. They only allow you to have so many friends on Facebook. Um, not that I need any more, but 
you know, hopefully your friends are on Facebook and you can follow along on there. If not, you can follow us on Twitter at at NFL Draft Bible. You can follow Joe at at Joe W. Everett. He never leaves a stone unturned. We're just getting goofy with it now. Uh, we listen. We appreciate you tuning in and and uh, you know, as somebody I know once said, till the next time, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.